Welcome to the Victory of the Lamb podcast. We are a simple, straightforward Bible teaching church in Katy, Texas. If you are in the area, we'd love for you to stop by anytime. Otherwise, we hope you use this podcast to grow in your faith and be confident in sharing it with many. You can find us online at VOTL.org. We hope you enjoy this message, and God bless your week. Dear Christian, grace, mercy, and peace from God our Father through our Lord Jesus Christ be yours today in abundance. Amen. What are you listening to? They say good listening is a lot like listening to a radio station. You can only listen to one thing at a time. Haven't you had that experience where you're listening to a radio station in the car and as you're driving along the station you're listening to you slowly gets out of range and another one kind of starts poking its way in there and with two radio stations kind of going you can't really listen to either one at all what are you listening to when times are good maybe more importantly what are you listening to when times are bad. Today, in the scriptures before us, Acts chapter 16, we have the opportunity to look at two missionaries, two men, Paul and Silas, who kept listening to God's word even when times were dark, even when life could not possibly have been more unfair. And we will learn from these men and from God's Word to do the same. We find ourselves on the pages of Scripture in Philippi, a town that really didn't know much of anything about God or His Word. Paul and Silas were there as a part of their second missionary journey. And as they were going along in the city of Philippi, trying to tell people for the very first time, that Jesus was their Savior, that He had forgiven their sin forever, that they had a home in heaven waiting for them through His finished work. A slave girl was following them around and screaming, These men are servants of the Most High God who are telling you the way to be saved. I mean, accurate information, but... A demon-possessed slave girl yelling as you're trying to teach the scriptures to people who had never heard it before is not the way you want your publicity to get out there, right? And so finally, after several days, the Apostle Paul turned around and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out and the demons must submit to the name of Christ. Don't ever forget that. The slave girl was healed. And I'm sure she was happy and thankful as well as Paul and Silas and many others, but her owners were the opposite because they realized if her demon is gone, then her ability to tell the future is gone, and that means our hope of making money is gone. Those owners were only listening to dollar signs. And the string of activity that comes next 
gives you goosebumps in a bad way. They seized the missionaries. They dragged them before the authorities. Without knowing any facts, really, the crowd joined in the attack. The men were stripped. They were beaten with rods. They were flogged severely. They were thrown into an inner cell, the deepest, darkest dungeon around, and their feet were fastened in stocks. That was a wooden torture device that had two holes cut into a piece of wood and locked a prisoner's legs into place after not very long, severe aching and pain would begin. Yet here's the thing. I want you thinking about all week, all month, or longer. In spite of that, could you think of any more unfair treatment possible? Verse 25 begins this way. About midnight, Paul and Silas from the inner dungeon with their feet in stocks were praying and singing hymns to God. There they are in the inner dungeon. Maybe for the very first time. Through the walls. Hark the voice of Jesus crying, Who will go and work today? O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder... Can you even believe that happened? But it did. And even more astonishing is the result that we'll get to in a second. But for now, just think about what happens when you notice someone out there in your life that you know is getting piled on by the crowd. And maybe they were in the wrong. I mean, a lot of times they are. How do you react? Are you listening to God? Are you patient before you learn the facts? Do you have compassion for that person? Are, are you ready to forgive them? And your heart kind of breaks that it's this terrible thing going on? Or are you like this crowd, jumping into harsh judgment, listening only to accusations, which may or may not be true? I think we see a lot of sin in our life when we think about the gossip involved as someone's getting accused and we aren't listening to God while those accusations are flying. What about when the double-barrel shotgun's facing at you and you're the one getting accused? When you're the one who is being attacked by a crowd or even just one or two close to you and maybe you did something wrong. Maybe you didn't. Are you still listening to God's word then? Like these missionaries were? I think we see a lot of sin there too. We take things so personally and it's all about us and it's like we lose track that God has ever said anything at all that's helpful. All of these sins that come just in the simple area of gossip 
whether we are the ones doing the attacking or we are the ones being attacked. What are you listening to? What are you listening to? You can only listen to one thing at a time. We've got to keep listening to God's Word, which tells us that we are forgiven from sin even when we have joined in on an attack we had no business joining in on, even when we have been attacked and reacted in a non-Christ-centered way. When we listen to God's Word, in spite of all the other noise, we always have an impact that is a gift and a blessing to those around us. And we see that here as the missionaries were praying and singing hymns to God from the prison about midnight, the other prisoners were listening to them. Maybe they thought that day nobody's listening to them at all. But they were, weren't they? And the word listening in verse 25 in the original language of the Greek is a really interesting one because it's really a medical term. What would a Bible Times doctor do to listen to someone's heart or stomach or leg or arm to try to detect a disease by sound? That's the word used there to describe what the other prisoners were doing to the missionaries. They were listening that closely, that intently, And then, something crazy happened. There was an earthquake. And the prison doors flew open. Now normally, what do you think would happen? Of course, all the prisoners would get out. And sadly, this was the jailer's reaction. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once, all the prison doors flew open and everyone's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. The Roman punishment, if you were a jailer and your prisoners got out that were under your watch, your life was on the line. It didn't matter if it was an earthquake and you couldn't help it. And so the jailer, instead of going through all the shame of being known as someone who couldn't do his job, was just about to run his sword right through his stomach and end it all. Of course, we know that means he was just about to stand there alone as a lifelong sinner before a holy God with hellfire right over there. But, miraculously, the prisoners... We're still there in place. Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself. We are all here. God's word from the praying and the singing of the hymns had a profound impact on everyone whom those syllables touched. The jailer called for lights, rushed in, and now he was an earthquake. He fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked the most important question anyone could ask. Sirs, 
What must I do to be saved? And the missionaries did not say, well, for starters, you could get some facts before you throw people into stocks. Or for starters, you could pump the brakes when someone's so vulnerable and the crowd's attacking them. You, you could at least ask, did they get a fair trial or not? None of that. Though they had been so severely mistreated, including by this guy, they simply said the gospel. Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. And this jailer heard those words after having heard all the prayers and the hymns all night long. And his heart was changed. The same heart that had been so angry and afraid now was full of joy and peace. The same hands that had thrown those guys into the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks now washed their wounds and set a meal before them. What an astonishing turn of events that this man and his whole house were baptized. And now, his future, as well as his whole family's future, instead of being a lonely sinner staring at hell, now they were connected sinners with Christ and His forgiveness, staring at heaven. They were sure that they would live even though they died one day. They were sure that they would be with Jesus forever and He would never turn His back on them. They were sure that they had been saved when all their life to that point, they never knew for sure. Wow. What a turn of events. First of all, with the missionaries only listening to God's Word in spite of all the garbage, and then the jailer only listening to God's word when he was at his darkest hour almost, which quickly turned into his brightest hour. Does that still happen today? Of course it does. Anytime someone is baptized, anytime someone listens to God's powerful truth, sins forgiven, through Christ Jesus alone, that same miracle happens. Our hearts of stone are turned to hearts of faith. And when our hearts used to be angry and afraid, listening to who knows what, instead now they are comforted and trusting and forgiven, full of life and joy in Christ. The same hands that we used to use to attack people and pile on, or shake a fist at others when they attacked us, or worse yet, shake a fist at God as though it's all His fault that life is rough. Those same hands now look to serve, look to help, look to show love and forgive, even when people are unlovable, quite frankly. The same miracle happens time and time again because 
The gospel of Christ is that powerful. Spouses, look to love and forgive each other. Parents, look to love and forgive your children. Children, look to love and forgive your parents. Friends, look to love and forgive each other instead of piling on. Neighbors, co-workers, look to love and forgive each other instead of always fighting and being at odds with one another. The gospel changes lives. The gospel changes hearts. And when people hear about forgiveness in Christ, that he has loved you when you were unlovable, that he has finished the work of paying for all your sin for all time, things change for the better. What are you listening to? In all seasons of life, in all circumstances that come up, keep listening to God's Word alone. You can only listen to one thing at a time. And then, when others are listening to you, you will always be a blessing for them. Enjoy engaging in personal outreach. With that in mind, just listening to one thing at a time. Because outreach really is more about listening, in a sense, than speaking. Amen. Time is precious. Thank you so much for investing some of your time with us today. Could I ask you for one more favor? If you're enjoying this podcast, please don't forget to click subscribe and give us a rating. Just a few seconds of your time will help other people hear the simple, straightforward Bible message we offer. Thank you so much. God bless your day in Christ.